welcome back to the Haircuts and Uppercuts podcast. Uh, it's been a, been a weird time in boxing since uh, the Jack Catterall robbery. There's, yeah. There's, yeah, there's been there's been statements from the board. There's been statements from Daniel Kinnahan, statements from Ben Shalom. There's been a lot to go through, but... Um, yeah, it's news. been um, big, yeah, big news today, wasn't there? Yeah, been, um, big news today. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what will come of it and if it actually means anything, but it's a step in the right direction either way, right? Yeah, and obviously that big news is that the matter's been handed over to the police. Um, the Speaker of the House of Commons has handed it over to them. And I, I've, I think the Speaker of the House of Commons has got a very, very valid point. How can an investigation be done by the British Boxing Board of Control about corruption within the British Boxing Board of Control? How can you investigate your own shit? Yeah, I don't know if you saw, actually, Luke. Um, I thought, oh, the interview must have been done this week, but it was Gareth A. Davis interviewing the head of the British Boxing Board of Control. Yeah, Robert Smith. And, and I mean, it was just... Diabolical, wasn't it? Oh, it was all, yeah, it was awful. Um, you know, oh, I'm on, not corrupt. Good on, good. My people aren't corrupt. Yeah. They're under an investigation. Well, yeah, what's all, the point? yeah, all he was doing was backing up his judges who have um, big pockets that are filled now. Um, and fair play, Gareth Davis. I thought he made some very good points and put them across to him. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, that, I mean, that, that oh, I don't think that interview's helped. And I can, but it is the Speaker of the House of Comps, isn't it? He comes from the same constituency as Jack Catterall, doesn't he? Yeah. Or that's his old constituency. So that I mean that may have a part to do with it. Whether not saying it means it's right or wrong, um, but in my eyes, it's about time something is done about this. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of stuff has come out this week, which I think a lot of you know casual fans and even some hardcore fans might not have been aware of. But you know, corruption isn't just brown envelopes under the table. And you know, I I was, you know, pointing fingers at everyone in the previous podcast. So was Rob. But if you, if the promoter is paying for the hotels for the WBO officials, the IBF officials, WBC officials, WA officials, the British Box Border Control officials, if you're paying for all of their hotels, you get put up in a five-star hotel, steak dinners, et cetera, et cetera. It's very easy to know where your bread's buttered. But the British Box and Border Control, in my opinion, I think they should say, right, we're doing a fight in Scotland. We we need five hotel rooms and the promoter sends them a fee over. You know, they, they send them a lump sum up front over and the British Box and Border Control sort their own officials out with that money. Do you know what I mean? Or, or yeah. they take it out of the sanction fees. Yeah, um, I'll agree. I mean, you know, come on, let's, let's be honest. The British Boxing Border Control are as corrupt as a lot of these sanctioning bodies. Let's be honest. Let's not yeah. be around the bush here and pretend that um, the WBC, the WBO, the RBF, whoever, are the most honest bunch in boxing. No, but... You know, no, you, no, 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 not very honest sport, actually, across the board. No. Apart but, from the fighters and the trainers. But the, the hotel aspect, like a lot of people might think it's only a hotel room. So, yeah, but if you're having this, that and the other build your hotel room and the promoter's picking up the bill, 
Well, in business, it doesn't work like that. If you, if you get sent away for business and you go away uh, and you've got to stay in a hotel somewhere, there's a budget. And, you know, you might only be allowed to spend £150 a night or something on a hotel. Oh, yeah, I know what you're you saying. Get... I mean, if, yeah, if the WBC have given them this unbelievable budget, you know, it, it just screams bribery, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. If you're getting yeah. put up in the four seasons and they're sending you a cheeky girl up to give you a nice little cheeky massage, wink, wink, nudge, nudge and stuff yeah, like you know, that. And have, you know, and have like, yeah, you know, have, have, have the finest 45-year-old whiskey all night if you want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, when you're having yeah. um, Louis the Third all night, you know, fifty pound a shot. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's been. It's into, I still don't think Josh Josh Taylor's handled it well. If I'm being honest. No, no. Do I? Um, but then really that's sorry another. For him. I, 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 I feel so, getting death threats. Yeah, I, I feel. Yeah, I mean, that's just completely out of order. That is really out of order. Um, and yeah, especially to his, his, his wife, who's getting them as well. And that's, yeah, his fiance is awful. I mean, again, man. again that's just scum on social media, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's just, it is. We've had, we spoke about these idiots before who have never been to a football game, a boxing match, whatever. Um, so let's keep them away from the boxing world because they're on a they're on a Twitter platform. It's oh, they're it's just got, wins about anything, and I know that the, yeah, the, you know, the past few podcasts have been quite negative and a bit moany from us but you know at the end of the day like we love the sport and we want it we to love the sport. we love the sport we go and watch the sport we've been invested in the sport for a long time you know we're not some specky yard guy having a wank with Kleenex sat me on our laptop site in boxes do you know what I mean <laughs> no you know we're, we're not we're not well you are a football fan but we're not football fans who stick around just to watch the boxing because it comes on after the football do you know what I mean yeah like well you know we want it to do better and I hope this is a step in the right direction and off of the back of weekend just gone, we had the Tyson Fury Roadshow. Dylan White didn't show up. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even need Dylan White, really, did he? You know, after watching it, I mean, I, it would have he been didn't very need to turn up, did he? That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was just entertaining in itself, but um, I think it still would have been great to see White now. Weiss not turn up. I know there's, I know there's been silence in the whole kind of lead up to sign the contract. I don't really get why he's not turned up. Um, I, don't, I think he's angry with the WBC with the way they're how, handling everything because obviously, you know. Yeah, but then he, yeah, but, um, he knows that. You know, he's been he's dealt with them for the past five years, so you know yeah. he knows that. You know, he's got a shot. Bloody, t- you know, yeah, turn up, see, turn up. the opportunity, turn up, make yeah. a statement. I mean, you know, do you know what? He's obviously got his reasons for not turning up, right? Um, I wonder if it's something to do with promotion. If I'm being honest, um, or his promoter, but um, yeah, you know, he's obviously got a reason why he's not turning up, and we don't know why. But oh, I just think it would have been more fun if he did. <laughs> more yeah, insane. I think, yeah, think it'd been hilarious. But yeah. part of me thinks, did he not turn up because he knows Fury would have got on his head? Because let's face it, Fury's a master of mind games. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people are saying, aren't they, on social media? Again, social media, Twitter. A lot of people are saying. Um, Oh, White's got his head by being silent. Well, that was quite clear. That's not happened from the press no. conference, you know. So, yeah, then we, that's just rubbish. Um, what do you think about Fury's retirement talk after the fight? Oh, bullshit. Yeah, I mean, he probably, yeah, he won't, will he? But, uh, you know, I mean, you never know. I mean, well, as far as I'm concerned, Usyk's not going to be about for a long time. Quite rightly so, fair play to him. 
Um, I think, and this is another subject, we'll get onto this, but I think um, there should be some special sanction here from every governing body. You know, he doesn't relinquish the belts, he keeps the belts and boxing puts in a couple of interim titles, etc. for the time well, being. Well, personally, because, I um, think they should make him um, like champion and recess or and yeah. with the emeritus title like the WBC do. I mean, I mean, I don't want to see anyone else holding them belts. If I'm being honest, not neither do I. And um, I mean, you know, when when it happened before, when Fury got stripped, all right, he had other issues, and the sport of boxing had to, you know, had to move on. But this is different. Oh, this is a humanitarian crisis. It's, yeah, this is this is completely different. different. Um, and I, you know, you just maybe maybe just all right. They're not going to do it because they want their money because. We all know the sanctioning bodies are greedy fuckers. Yeah, bring that in. And I saw what it's going to come down to. Like, I, know, I know I've banged on and banged on and banged on about bidding the belts. Just, you know, you only need one belt, and that's the ring magazine as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree with you, but um, unfortunately a lot of people don't agree with us. No, know. but um, I, I know that Tyson Fury's contract for his fight after this fight is already signed. Oh, really? so, yeah, so um, Sam Jones, um, uh, the manager of Joe Joyce, was talking about it the other day. Um, you know, I was uh, watching it Instagram Live. He was doing. There was only there's only like fourteen, fifteen people watching it. It was him and Tom Little, and he said he goes, "I I know he's not retiring because because I've seen the contracts. He's already signed for his next fight." Now, Sam Jones promote well, doesn't promote. He manages Joe Joyce. Um, not Sam Jones. Fucking, I keep saying Sam Jones, but Sam Jones has left S Jam and Shane has took his space. So yeah, Shane and Watson, you know, Jones. Now, yeah, he's now. Yeah, he's took Sam Jones's position as like, you know, the head of um, S Jam boxing, and he was saying that. He's already signed the contract, and could it be with Joe Joyce? Maybe for what does Joe? Joyce I, mean, that, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you know, I think you probably agree with me that um, after Joe Joyce beat the bar, he should have had title shot. He sure are. And unfortunately for him, you know, the belts are all kind of tied up. But um, no, I wouldn't be against that fight happening. No, I think it'd be interesting to see. I think. You know, Joe Joyce needs to fast track in his career anyway. He's, he's just as old as Fury is, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I mean, you know, Joe, Joe, Joe Joyce has actually done what he's all right. It's coming late, but he's done what he's needed to do, and he, he deserves a shot. Yeah, he does. But as much as Dylan Watt deserves a shot now, Dylan Watt's already had a shot, isn't he? No, he, no, he's not. No, he hasn't. I'll get that wrong. Sorry. Well, he, he, um, he technically did, and he turned it down when they offered him yeah. to fight AJ for X amount of millions, and he turned it down. That's another story, and apparently everyone turns down big money to fight AJ. But that's yeah. a different day, story for a different day, isn't it? Maybe we'll get Eddie Hearn on the podcast and explain that one one day. Yeah, one day <laughs> when we're big enough. Nobody wants to fight me. We've lost all the money in the world. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I wouldn't be against no, Joe I Joyce. I wouldn't be against it. Very, uh, I, you know, it, yeah, it probably caused Fury more problems than a lot of people just because of his size. Yeah, but, um, I'd the still, fact is yeah. rough, tough, rugged, you know. Yeah. I mean, just showed in the in the, um, the bar fight, didn't it? You know, he can he can take it. He, he you know he, he can he can you can throw a lot at him, and he he's still there, isn't he? Yeah, and he can box behind a jab until yeah. he 
you know, until the, he, did, the he, didn't even, he, did, yeah, I mean, he didn't even need to do that, did he, against the bar? He just no, he didn't jammed him to death. Yeah. And I, I like Joe's always, always have done. I think he's a bit camera shy, but that makes me like him even more. Yeah, he just, he just he reminds me of a small little bottle shot. I love it in a way, do you know what I mean? He's, um, it, is, it sounds like he's, he's never been in the spotlight. He's got the big opportunity and, he lo- and he's like loving it and terrified of it all at the same time. Isn't yeah. It? But no, I thought, um, well, we all spoke about how we thought his promoter was after that fight, didn't we? Um, yeah, well. I thought Josh should have been promoted through the, I thought Josh should, Josh should have been promoted through the roof after that. But um, again, different story for another day, right? <laughs> it is, but Talking of, oh, sorry, you're on my head off. I'm talking the stories of the day uh, and stories for another day. Where does Anthony Joshua go from here? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot of thoughts to make, isn't there? Yeah, but you, he's got to play a very, 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 very clever chess match right now. Yeah, you I mean, don't, you don't want something too easy. Because then fans are going to just switch off. Honestly, don't want anything too hard. Still there's, one thought on my li- there's one thought on my lips and it makes complete and utter sense for both of them right now. Gary Cornish. No. I wish. Unfortunately, Cornish retired. But, um, <laughs> no, um, Joshua Wilder. Make it happen. It's too dangerous for Joshua, though. Um, yeah, I, I agree, but I don't think a lot of neutrals would agree. I think a lot of neutrals would go probably still stupidly think Joshua would knock him out and then look at the fact that Wild has been knocked out technically twice by Fury that, fuck, why can't that fight happen now well, I think that's a fantastic fight I don't it think Joshua is. would want it that's a different story I don't think Joshua I, would want I, it I, I think, that's I an think opinion. Wilder would destroy him oh, I think Wilder wouldn't get him out of there within two three rounds I really do um, yeah um but that is a fight that could, if boxing was a sport it should be, that fight would get made right now. Oh, yeah, but you know he's going to fight Derek Chisora instead, don't you? Is he going to fight Chisora? Well, I mean, they've been licking each other's arse the last week, haven't they? Yeah, of course they have. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, really Del- liked, Del- I really like Chisora, actually. Elboy like loves a pound note, doesn't he? You know, him and AJ, yeah. old friends, you know, he knew AJ as a little kid. It might just be a, a chat over a coffee. But like, look, you need an opponent. I want one big last payday before I sail off into the sunset. The, the, the sad thing is, whatever it's on the zone, they would actually try and when I would a bill it as like a big fight. And I mean, it's just not, is it? No, well, but, it's not a big but, fight. I mean, people can but, gloss it up all they want. It's not but a Del, big fight. Delboy's a big ticket seller. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can see that fight happening because if I was do advising... You not think, do you, I mean, I just think that's a step back. That is a step in the wrong direction. If he's at... Look, the belts aren't there. The belts aren't available. They're not going to be available. He's not going to be for fighting Fury. You know, but to fight Chisora is a step back for me. Chisora, yeah. For me, Chisora's one of them fighters now where... You know, if Joseph Parker losing that fight, he fought Chisora. You know, Huey Fury to get back in the mix, fights Chisora and beats him. That's the sort of fight that Chisora is up. And I mean, if AJ fights Chisora, I mean, that's, come on. It's, it's, it's pathetic, really, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No I disrespect can... to either of them, but it's not. Oh, I can't believe it's more than where you're coming from. Yeah. But you know as well and it's as not, I do. There's but... n- it's not like there's not a lot of options out there as well. 
There's the yeah. third Ruiz fight. You know, um, I'd love to see that actually. Maybe Ortiz. Ortiz just had a great win against the Charles Martin, who has been re, 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 resurging Charles Martin, who has looked good and and dropped him. Yeah. So, um, you know, there, there are a lot better options and a lot better fights out there than Derek Chisora. Yeah, I know, I, the Brit- I know the British public sit there and think Chisora. I mean, Chisora's fucking brilliant in the late, in the late noughties, early twenty tens. He was fucking brilliant. But he's no, he's been way off that pace for years and years. Um, and it's just for some reason Eddie Hearn has conned the British public into thinking he's in the top five. Fight. <laughs> I mean, he's no disrespect to him, but he's just not that. You know why can't Joshua drive to the states, fight Ortiz? Fight Wilder. Have the uh, third fight against Ruiz. There's so many better options out there. Yeah, there is. But I just think will he take him? Will, will Hearn want? To, will Hearn want to take him? No. No, that's why I think Her, Hearn Hearn won't take the risk on that. I think that's why he'll go down the Jack Trezor route because you're probably right. Actually, Luke. yeah, because he's in that position where like he he needs to to keep active. You know, you need to keep them tools sharp, but you obviously don't want. To risk losing because with his rematch clause he's got, obviously, if Usyk's unable to fight, AJ's still allowed to go on with his career and trigger the rematch once Usyk's back in action. Yeah, which, fair enough. Which but is what if, Wilder, what happened with Wilder Theory, right? Isn't it? But if you lose, you can't because the WBO and the WBA and the IBF will not let you fight for a world title coming off of a loss unless it's an immediate rematch. Yeah, I'll just scale on some sanction bodies. It'd be actually very interesting to see if I shit on music here or not, because, um, you know, certain fighters from certain promotions have held belts for a lot longer than I feel they should have been allowed to when you compare them with other circumstances. Yeah, so I... Um... If you sit gets stripped of all them belts, as Fury was after he beat Klitschko, stripped to what two or three shots almost immediately. Um, that just shows to me that it's just a big fucking paycheck getting paid to the sanctioning bodies. Well, that, oh, yeah, of course as, it is. The sanctioning bodies so. won't want the belts held up for too long, but they're also in a position where they can't really strip him because. It would just be bad, bad PR for them. Yeah, but they will. But they will. Yeah, they will. That is the route they'll go down. I I, I hope not because it, well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just give up on will. boxing if that happens. Well, they, they, they shouldn't, but they will. Yeah, it's just... be wrong, but they will because um, yeah, a certain promotion will be in their ear telling them a stripping. Yeah, all, all you. the promoters will be in their ear. Guarantee, well. you. guarantee you. one of them. Yeah. You think Frank Warren's got Joe Joyce, and I'm not not here to slag off Frank Warren because I think Frank Warren is on the comeback right now, and I think he's doing brilliant. Hundred percent, yeah. No, he is. But, he really but, is. But part of that, like you know, he is a businessman. He's been in the business longer than I've been alive. Like if you're Joe Joyce and you're the WBA WBO man challenger, surely you're putting pressure on our uncle Frank. You'd be like, come on, Frankie boy. Get in the ears of them. Get and at the, the same time, as you, just said, as you just said a minute ago, you know, it obviously looks like they're not going down that route. They're going down WBC route. 
Yeah. So wait and see. I mean, they, they, you know, come on, we love boxing, but the politics of it are fucking shit and diabolical. Oh, um, as we've seen in the past few weeks. So they will shoot music, which is fucking disgusting if it happens. Um, and yeah, the humble one will have a few belts back. <laughs> I'll be sure of it. I, I doubt they'll ever become world champion again after all this. No, I, th- I think it will. I, I think it, there will be a route manufactured for him to become it again. Not all the belts, but, you know, at least the belt. Yeah. It'll be a bit of root manufactured. I can't... Which is, yeah, which is... It's a shame because, you know, it's a shame for everyone, really, because it'll make him look bad. He shouldn't get a belt that way. But at the same time, he, you know, he should have his rematch with Usyk, which he can't do anything about, can he? Like, yeah, neither of them can do anything about it. And no, again, what, does, what, what, does, what does it all boil down to, really, Luke? Um, money. Sanctioning bodies with fat wankers in suits. That's what yeah, it all comes down to, doesn't all it? All it comes down to is sanctioning fees. You know, Josh Taylor paid yeah. 11% of his purse when he fought in sanctioning fees. And the funny thing is about it, you know, the people who make these sanctioning fees and the sanctioning bodies aren't the ones who fucking pay the fight as well. They've got nothing to do with the fighter pay. <laughs> no, it's just, oh, yeah, yeah, you can have this little bit of jewellery. You can have yeah. this belt. yeah. And a lot of people don't realise that to be in their rankings, you have to pay them sanctioning fees. Yeah. Like Dillian White, you know, with the WBC, every fight he's had for the past, like, five years, the WBC have been taking a cut of his purse. It's only worth it. Yeah, I mean, for example, this is someone like... Tom Short is a good example, actually. They pushed him up the ranks to fight Fury... Because he was never a top ten fighter, was oh, he? Was they, they, pushed, they pushed him up the ranks, and he made a lot of money. Yeah. Look, what he had to pay sanction fee to be put into that top ten for he would have been in there for a couple of fights, from the two or three yeah. fights. What he made off that Fury fight was probably life changing. So yeah, that's probably. a different story. But it's got nothing to do with the WBC helping him out. Do you know what I mean? I mean? All right, maybe they did a bit, but you know they wanted a warm up fight. He was picked not by the WBC. No, it was really <laughs> no, picked by no, Frank no. Warren. Yeah. But talking about hand-picked fighters, obviously our mate uh, Maurizio Lara is fighting. Mm. Baddest man on the planet as far as I'm... Well, baddest featherweight on the is planet. Is he? Oh, got, well, uh, he was fighting on a zone card out in the States on the weekend. And honestly, after watching the fight he had in the weekend. And even Eddie Hearn said it. Basically, it's like, he is the most dangerous featherweight on the planet. Yeah. And he went on yeah. to say, I can't believe I picked him to fight Josh Warrington. Yeah, and I mean, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, God, we even done a podcast on him where Warrington headbutted his way out of being knocked out. <laughs> Again. Yeah, like, it's just, you know, like, some, sometimes these fighters, you know, like say like Thomas. Do you, do you know what it reminds me of actually? That reminded me a lot of um, who was a Colombian fella or Ecuadorian fella? Fort Lomachenko. Rogondo. No, no, no. Brilliant fighter. Just when he thought the best, the best, he always came a bit short. He beat, um, well, he basically came, he beat, he fought Luke Campbell. Beat Luke Campbell. Yes, Mendy. No. But he beat Crawler twice, basically. Yeah, yeah, I know. What's his that, bloody yeah. name? Um, but yeah, he basically, like, 
that is that was the same scenario, wasn't it? They brought him over, thought Crowley could do a nice, easy defence, and he just got kind of battered over two fights. And then he went on to actually do well as a world champion. Um, yeah, it's just I, bloody nice. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to check that because that's the really annoying. We're talking about the other week, aren't we? Yeah, I think I think Lara's really grabbed the opportunity with both hands. That's what you know. I was trying to say with you know some of these fighters that get picked. I think it's absolutely amazing that you know Lara is uh, staying on the zone cards. And you know what's mad? Like he's got no, like, I'm, less I'm, than two thousand followers on Instagram. I was talking about Lenares, by the way. <laughs> Jorge Lenares. Lenares, that's what I was talking about. Sorry, that's your point. Apologies. But yeah, um, yeah, fair play to Lara. And I hope he comes back to England again because I want to go watch him fight. Yeah. If he fights at the O2, I'm getting a ticket. I'll go watch him. It's a bit like Kika Martinez, isn't it? You know, when he knocks out Kid Galahad, the amount of like Brilliant. the amount of hardcore fans like us who were like, yeah, 10 years ago, he was fighting. He's fighting the best of the best, like. Your Quigs, your Frampton's, and he was giving them good fights. Yeah. You know, and maybe some of the fights, it's a bit unlucky, weren't he? But, um, yeah, but you, you, know. can't, you can't argue that Kid Galahad wasn't up there. Yeah, but, but yeah, but, and exactly. But when, you know, when Martinez knocked him out, all right, Kid Galahad, you support your British boxers, but all of us are fucking fair play, Kiko. Yeah, well, I, fair play to him. You, you, know, you were quite happy for him, weren't you? Yeah, yeah I, did, I did feel sorry for Kid Galahad, obviously. I, you know, there, there's no, there's no secrets here. I'm always gonna back a Sheffield fighter, but um, yeah, you know, that's because I'm a Northern monkey. What can I say? No, and again, kid, kid Callahad, you know, he was, um, he's a likable guy, and you know, he, you know I mean, he's a likable, guy. he's a good fighter. He, um, and uh, you know, he, he got robbed against Warren, and so was from sort of for that. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's I good felt fight. So but when Kika Martinez on that, yeah, you just feel like I think you deserve that. After coming yeah. over here twice before, you know, not obviously he got, I think he got knocked out by, did he get knocked out by both of them? Phantom and, and Quig. I can't remember that, but uh, well, no, yeah, no, good but then his fight with Josh Warrington was quite close. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was very happy for him. And I think he'd become the, one of the oldest champions. Ever wasn't he on the oldest people to win the belt or to regain a belt? Yeah, in, in the featherweight division. Yeah, yeah. So fair, but you know, it's brilliant, brilliant to watch. Yeah, there's mad fight coming up as well uh, this weekend. Mickey Conlon, Lee Wood. Yeah, I mean, um, I like Conlon. I like I Lee. He's Wood. very I... good, but I like Lee Wood as well. Could be a bit of a shocker. Could be a shock. I mean, Condon's got to be favourite right going into it. He is, but I don't know yeah. why. You know, if he, I can, I can, Lee, see, Lee Wood I can beat, see why. Lee Wood beat Kanzu. True, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's one of them. Um, I think a lot of people in Ireland in the States are going to be fucking surprised when they see Lee Wood fight. Yeah, Lee Wood fight Condon. You know, but, you know, to the States, um, Condon's got a big fellow in the States on for any of our listeners. Yeah, I think he'd done his professional debut in New York, didn't he? Yeah, Conlon and Brandon uh, to the ring. Yeah, so, you know, he's got a big following over there. And, uh, yeah, Conlon is a really good follower. I personally could have done a bit more. You know, his age he is. But, um, but yeah, Lee Wood's, Lee Wood's not going to be a walkover for him. And it could be a very, very good fight. No, Wood see, could I, win. See, I, I think Conlon is most famous for his spat at the Olympics, personally. Like, and that, that's not me slagging him off. But he is a, he is a good... 
he, he is a good fight. He's he's very he's very boring. People call him boring to watch, but he's a very good fighter. You know, he yeah. can drag a fight out, and he can he can God, if you, he can he can drag out twelve rounds and convincingly win against good people. You know, he is oh, good. Yeah. But his standout moment was him saying boxing's corrupted a call. Yeah, I and, mean, he's right, wasn't he? Yeah, he is. But you <laughs> know, just saw a podcast on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think, like, the, the hardcore fans, they can appreciate Mickey Connor. We can look at him and go, hey, he's fucking brilliant. He's good, yeah. Just like but, how Tyson Fury fans from eight, nine years ago. Oh, before that even, yeah. Yeah, he's going to beat Klitschko. Oh, he's only good on the back foot. Yeah, well, boxing's not just moving forward. You know, like, we, yeah. you know, we've watched more fights. We can we can see the nuances and the skill. But that's, but, that's the thing with Conlon and Lee Wood, though. I mean, I think, you know, if Lee Wood beats him, I'm not going to be, it surprise me, but it would probably surprise, surprise a lot. Me. It surprised yeah. a lot of people, I think. I think in a general census, it would surprise a lot of people, which I don't get, but... No, but it's, it's just a shame that you know this this fight is kind of going under the radar of it. When they had their press conference a couple of weeks ago, it was big news. It was you know a big fight on the zone and yeah, Joey's. I wonder how like what the coverage is stateside because he he's always really far out of there, isn't he? So I just I just wonder if they if they're going for that market more than the UK market. I just wonder if that's. Because Josh yeah. Taylor, Josh Taylor, we never really got why he was never celebrated as much. Probably. I mean, obviously he's got obviously he's got a lot of bad press this week, but um, it's not before fault, that, though, is it? It's not his fault, no. But before that, you know, I've sat here and said openly for the past two, three, well, since we're doing the podcast, I think he is the greatest pound for pound British boxer at the moment. Yeah, and or maybe, and he's got and he's, and he's got an argument of all time. Maybe last weekend I've changed my view on that, but he is still one of the greatest boxers um, that this country's ever produced. Why went under the radar? Probably because he's Scottish. It's the only thing I can think of. Probably. It's the only thing I can think of. Um, and that's nothing against the Scottish fans. Or, you know, I just think they've not put... They, they've, why has the promoter not put anything behind it? And that's got to be the reason. Because he's brilliant. He's entertaining. He talks shit. He rolls up his opponents. He produces fantastic fights. Yeah, every time. Even the, or I think he lost the last fight he had. Fuck me, it was entertaining. Yeah, it was a brilliant fight for um, all for the wrong reasons. It was entertaining, but yeah, what, what, I, yeah, I never got it. Never got it. No, I just I and just like someone like, like someone, for example, like Lawrence Sacoli is oh, host of all for everything, and it's just I mean, I didn't even tune into the last fight because I, I you just know what you're gonna get. It's, it's and everything's humble. And do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the best part get of a Lawrence Coley fight the other week was when Marius Bradis gave him a muck plant dressed up as Super Mario. That was funny. I thought the best fight I'll, I think that I'm good about that event was the O2 roof getting ripped off two weeks before and potentially so putting the fight in jeopardy. But to be fair, yeah, that, I don't, the, the yeah. undercard on that was brilliant, but the main event was shocking. Yeah, but back, just, back to Conlon Wood. Back to Conlon Wood. I, you yeah, know, just I, hope it gets some traction online. I hope. Yeah, definitely. I hope, you know, IFL and Boxing Social, all these big channels start, you know, pushing it. I think the Zone needs to start pushing it a bit more. They seem to be lacking with their social media um, coverage at the moment. 
I know everything's gone on in the world right now. It's it's very hard to cut through what's going on to be seen and to be heard. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, but it's 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 times like this that we need a distraction from the the awful shit that's going on. Yeah, and especially while while we can, because you know we don't know how you know we don't know how long we could be sitting down in front of the TV and enjoying watching boxing or football or or I don't know. And, and that's Saturday night's over, if that's your thing. <laughs> is that still on TV? Oh, well, yes, it is actually because I only saw this because on Twitter, Jason Donovan visited Jason Donovan in Bristol at the weekend, <laughs> and that was on um, Saturday night's over. Oh, there he goes, that is still on. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, it's been going on for years. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess you, it took a break, came back, right? But. We but you know, to, yeah, need to enjoy yeah. it whilst we can, and they need, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. they need to put some effort into uh, promoting this fight because I think this fight is going to be brilliant. Yeah, it's going to be a good fight. It's definitely going to be a good fight. Um, it's weird though, isn't it, with the zone because I, they've obviously got. I know Hearns has got a lot to do with the boxer side of it, but there is a bigger part of the zone, like football. It's a, I um, a bit naughty, but I streamed the Watford game, of course. Um, and in the little corner, it was the zone. So they obviously show it in Europe, you know. They show a lot of football in Europe on it and in America on it. I mean, we've had this discussion before how we get the shittest fucking deal with any sort of sport in the UK. Yeah, you've um, got to have seven different subscriptions and fucking Yeah, not. you basically got to pay your fucking gas bill for the month to actually watch a fucking Monday night talk show on football, let alone the actual game. Or boxing, or whatever it is, you know. Um, again, different conversation for a different day. But, um. Yeah. Well, saying that, but obviously, you know, need to uh, wrap this up soon. And I do want to end it on a positive note. But one of my clients, um, he's watching some of like, the classic fights at the moment on the Sky back catalogue. And I'll read out a message she sent to me. Saying, uh, watching Sugar Ray Leonard versus Duran tonight, quality. Where have all the classics gone? My response to him was too many TV networks and closed contracts these days for big fights to happen. For instance, if AJ was still champion, I doubt him and Fury would happen due to Sky Sports and BT not wanting to share the broadcast as it's a huge pay per view fight. It's a shame because it stops big fights from happening. And yeah, I don't think you're far off that. I think that if the signs of what's going on right now with you know Frank Warren winning these big purse bids and getting you know matchroom fighters over onto BT Sports, Eddie's going to want to flop his cock on the table soon and win a massive purse bid, so on and so on. And I think we could be entering an era now where the fan can actually benefit. We, I don't we know. I mean, I, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, I've been thinking that for the past 15 years and it's still not happened. So um, I'll agree with that. Not to say you're wrong, Luke, but I'll agree with that when I see any sign of it happening. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. I mean we, yeah. I mean, we've been waiting for, God, how many years we, do we wait for big fights to happen? And, I don't, I don't, if I'm being honest, mate, I don't need to go on, but I think the um, I think the sport fan in general just gets 
robbed every day <laughs> from every every sport in the country, right? You know, if I want to go and watch Watford as I grew up as a kid going, you know, it used to cost you seven quid. It's £35 now. Plus the rest. You can get a season ticket for Huddersfield Town, child season ticket for the year for that. Only problem, team, only mate. problem is you have to watch Huddersfield Town. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, we're shit as well. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I just think, uh, years ago, you, you bought, you know, you bought down to your call and it'd be 10 quid. And that, you know, in a sport like that, if I was actually having this conversation with work today about us going to your call, and um, you know we don't mind, you don't mind as much him because a lot of the money you know is going towards fighters, to boxing still. And you know I don't mind paying that, but you know a lot of other things. It's just you're just paying for some other twat to sit there and sit by all night, aren't you? Really? And, yeah. and unfortunately, the fans who's out. And the, you know the reason we've not seen the reason we didn't see Pacquiao Mayweather in his prime was because of someone making money. Um, the reason we didn't see Joshua Fury when it should have happened was because of someone making money. Um, and bloody hell. The reason I can imagine in the 90s, the reason you didn't see Tyson Lewis when it should have happened was because of someone making money. So, um, unfortunately, yeah. It'd be nice if sport had a big implosion, actually, and then kind of the money side of it was taken out. I can't see that in any time soon. That's my opinion, though. No. But, there's always, but there's always product for demand, right? So it's always going to be big, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. But oh, yeah. let's face it, we've got a big fight coming up. I, I think... Um, Fury White is much bigger than some people think. And I think that proved that on ticket sale day because I went online to get tickets for that fight and I was 17,000 in the queue. Just say, um, for, um, sorry, a disclaimer for everyone listening to the podcast. Luke is obviously terrible getting tickets. Just kidding. Because um, <laughs> we went to go though. Um, yeah. Um, hey, no, we, you're right. It's a when, big fight and it's Fury's homecoming. And what a lot of the agenda in the UK for years, especially in the media, is that Fury is this, un- well, no, until a couple of years ago, Fury is this unloved heavyweight and AJ is a man. When Fury came back, I remember this, when he came back and he thought, was it, it was a bloke he thought was come back, Zephra, was it? Zephra And he came out, done yeah. his wrong walk, and the first thing the commentator said was, many people in this building still think this is their heavyweight world champion, even though the belts are elsewhere. Yeah. And that's still the view. The view is he never lost them belts. And a lot of people in this country feel he never lost them belts and he, and he should currently hold every belt. That is the view of a lot of people in this country. Oh, yeah. So, uh, when, he, when he said he was, you know, after his fight with White, he's going to walk away and retire and stuff. Someone, you know, said, oh, well, yeah, it's nice to see him go and become undisputed champion. So, well, mate, he is. Like, regardless, he's belts, but he is. <laughs> the only thing for me, when the Ring magazine that gave it to him after the second World of Fight, for people who don't know a lot about the belts, um, for me and Luke, the Ring magazine is the biggest belt. It is. And the reason why is because of what happened sort of that day. You know, they don't just give it out. You know, many people have won heavyweight titles. The Ring magazine do not just give out that belt. I believe they've awarded it to Fury twice. When he beat yeah. Klitschko first, and when he... First um, British uh, boxer ever to have it yeah. twice. And the reason they had it on the line for Fury Wilder 2... Because it was number one and number two in the division. Because it was number one, was. number two in the division and also the fact that Fury never lost them belts. Yeah. 
And, that, and they, you know, Usyk's held the belts, Ruiz has held the belts, Joshua's held the belts. The Ring magazine have never put that online because they are not the man who has beat the man as such. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the lineage, and people laugh at the lineage. The, you know, the, the, the lineal title, sorry. It's a proper thing, whether yeah, you like it, it or not. And that's, and, 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 yeah, and the, and the lineal title, to anyone who says his bollocks, can't tell the Ring magazine that because the Ring magazine do not hand their belt out. They give no. it to lineal champions only. And, they, and, they don't and look at every action in fees. Exactly. Look at every champion they've given a belt to. They've always been lineal. Yeah. Or right, you may pull me up on one or two, but I've probably got it wrong. But the majority of them are all lineal. So, um, yeah, that, that's just the importance of the Ring Magazine belt for anyone listening. It, it's that important. It's the belt Rocky had in the Rocky films. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, ev- everyone knows how much of a big fan Stallone is. He, he basically betted his whole career on the Rocky movies, which is another story people look into it themselves. Uh, but he was offered millions for the script. He turned it down and said, no, I want to be, I want to play Rocky. And then in the end, they gave him underground to make the film and it paid off. But yeah, it meant that much to him. The ring magazine belt, that the iconic bit of it, it meant that much. It is, him. isn't it? Yeah. It had, to, it had to be the belt in the movie. Yeah. Which it wasn't a WBC belt in the movie. That's all I'm saying. Like, but <laughs> Right, any closing comments? This has been a more positive podcast, and I'm happy. It has, yeah. No, all good. Um, yeah, all good. Um, nice to speak to you, Luke. Sure, I'll see you at some point soon. We never see each other, by the way. It's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm seeing you on Saturday. True, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty- no, no comments. Um, thanks for sitting. Um, no, closing comment from me. Happy birthday to, um, to Josh. It's his yes, birthday today, isn't it? It is the diamond. Yeah, Josh, Josh Gooden. Josh Gooden, the diamond. Big shout out from Haircuts and Uppercuts. Happy birthday. Have a good one, mate. And come back on the podcast soon. Because we yeah, enjoy Disney having you on. come back on the podcast soon. Find out what's going on, when he's going to be back in the ring. Yes. Right. Brilliant. Nice one, Robbie Rob. Cheers, pal. Sweet. See you soon. See you soon. <laughs>